That's right, they're playing video games for money. And I'm definitely not gonna let uh, Mass Effect in my house. The level of violence on video games. It might be hazardous to physical and mental health. Pokemon world is a world of the demonic. Then there's the argument that video games can be art. They're a world phenomenon. Welcome to Hit Point Pals, where we gather once a week to talk about the games we're playing and dive into some of the big picture ideas going on in the gaming and pop culture world. I'm your host, William Suit, and yes, I'm back, having been freed from the Shadow Realm by the combined efforts of Travis, Caleb, Rebecca, and Cam. Although, judging by the fact that only Travis and I are here, one can assume the other three lost their lives in the process. A tragic event, but one worth it. A sacrifice made necessary indeed well let's uh you know let's i guess get into one of the big things in gaming news going on right now um mr shinobi ninja man has left twitch and is going to mixer i saw a tweet today uh reporting on background where it seemed like they had paid him about 50 million Oh, shit. Although there was no confirmation, so that number might not be correct, but that's that was, I mean that to get it seemed like such a prolific streamer to switch platform. Maybe damn, that's all see Ooh. I forgot Mixer was a thing. Yeah, I did not realize it was a thing until like well yeah, I had forgotten about it until seeing the news about Ninja. Maybe that's why Microsoft was like, oh guys, we gotta revive this platform. Yeah, I wonder what Microsoft's plan is and whether they plan to like integrate mixer with the next console or something oh because i'd imagine they hmm. have like some sort of bigger game plan that's a good point um i bet they i bet that's what they will do i think you're right i i they're totally going to like integrate it as like the default streaming thing for like the next xbox a lot of people were like, wow, like, why why would I go over to Mixer if it's like a subpar platform and everyone is already streaming on Twitch that I care about? And it reminds me of like when people get really upset about the Epic Games Store. Like, yeah. I just don't get it. Like, we shouldn't be advocating for companies to have monopolies over things. And Twitch is like, Twitch has made many, many missteps mm-hmm. over, the, over the past years. Um, like, they're... Um, like enforcing terms of service is inconsistent. They are, they're owned by Amazon, of course. Um, there's a lot of reasons not to like Twitch. Um, Mixer, of course, is owned by Microsoft. So it's like, which, which big global super company, uh, uh, streaming platform do you want to support? But yeah, I mean, like anytime there's a new platform that's open, in the same realm, I think is generally a good thing. And what's uh, what's interesting though is, of course, like yeah, everyone's like harping on, oh, we don't want to. Why? Why should we switch? I don't want to switch. But you know, the, the as this platform actually gets more users, and now that they've got like bigger and bigger names on it, people will like gradually like move over and start using both platforms. There will still be people complaining, but I think a lot of that'll, you know subside over time like a lot of the epic game store complaints i read now are very different than the ones i read when it first launched yeah like you know when it first launched it was just epic bad they're taking all the games and there's still a lot of that now but a lot of what i'm reading now about why people don't like the epic game store is more like what i would consider completely valid complaints like there's no shopping cart or there wasn't one there's no reviews there's no community section it's like okay, these are these are actual complaints about like features and like the quality of the service. 
Um, especially since there are, I think, more egregious instances of people pushing launches on you, like Bethesda and like Ubisoft. Yeah. But no one complains about those, so I just find the whole thing very superficial and just yeah. fake. Because the root of, like, ah, I don't want another launcher, even though, like, every Ubisoft game has to launch up through you. Yeah, I think that's even way... Even if you buy it on people Steam. People should be way more mad That's about more that. annoying. Yeah, because that shit, it's like, okay, I have a game on Steam, I click play, it boots up another launcher. It's like, oh, come on. What are all these, like, middle steps? Yeah. I bet Jeff Bezos is sitting in his office right now, snapping pencils, and he's muttering to himself about how he was betrayed by Ninja. He'll get revenge. I bet Bezos will create a new Ninja. He's gonna use DNA. He's gonna make a Ninja clone. <laughs> he's gonna combine it with, like, Amazon Echo. Oh. You can have your own personal Ninja. Okay, Ninja, let's stream Fortnite. The future is a scary place. Have you been playing any... I, any interesting games recently uh, yes i purchased uh well the website green man gaming was having uh, a sale or something so i purchased sekiro oh shadows died two times uh, yes uh because i i had been looking at my steam library and i didn't want to i i originally was planning on going through all the dark souls and then getting to sekiro but then i decided like nah i'll just i'll just get sekiro so I picked that up. I've only played like two hours. It's um, very neat. Um, it's certainly quite different from Dark Souls, at least from what I've played. The combat feels different. The game's very like mobility focused. Um, a lot of the combat seems to be based around parrying, which took me a long time to get like used to in the Dark Souls games. But now that there's a game all about it, it's like, oh, okay. Interesting. Um... I've been getting my ass kicked a lot in this game, um, but it, but so far it's pretty cool. I um, I really like the setting in like feudal Japan. Um, it's interesting to be playing a Souls-like game that has quite a bit more story from what I've played so far. Like it's got cutscenes and everything. Yeah, it's been it's been pretty cool. Uh, I'm enjoying the game so far, but you know I've only played two hours, but I intend to play some more later. Uh, have you died and come back? Uh, I have. And it's uh, it's it's pretty cool. It's pretty neat to sneak around. It's like if I had to very quickly describe the game, I would call it Stealth Souls. Oh, okay. Because you can do like backstabs and like lean around corners, huh. like Splinter Souls or something. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, yeah, I've been I've been enjoying it. Uh, by default, the game has you do has you play with Japanese audio and English subtitles, mm -hmm. um, which I liked it. At first, because, you know, the game takes place in Japan. It's, that's how I, I'm assuming that's like the base dub for the game is Japanese. So, yeah, that's what I was playing with. But then I would have times where I'm just like trying to look around at things and people are talking to me. And I can't like look at something in the distance and listen because there's subtitles that I need to read real quickly. So then I decided I'd just switch over to the English voiceover and I'll probably replay the game at a later date with Pretty Japanese. Cool. My plan is to play that before yeah. the before the year is over. So I will get there eventually. Uh -huh. Before the year's end. Um yeah, they uh Green Man they had this thing where if you bought a certain game you would get like free games. That's how they said it when there was an asterisk. Uh -huh. So you know the games weren't gonna be very good. So I got something called like Super Cloud Built or something which looked kind that of neat. Sound like a game. Yeah and um and an Intel software starter pack. Oh. And I thought, 
what is going to be here? And it was like, you have to enter a code on an Intel website and they say, great, take your pick of these games that you can download for free. And it's like three fourths of the list is just free to play games with like $10 worth of in-game loot. And it's Mm. like, I'm not going to do this. So I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm okay. I don't need to, I don't need to (laughs) redeem any of these things. What about you? Any, any sick games? Um, not really. I've just been playing some older games. I've still been going through Breath of the Wild on my Switch. Um, I played a little bit more of Resident Evil 2. I wrapped up the, um, I don't think I mentioned ever on the podcast. I mentioned, or or, sorry, I, I wrapped up the, uh, the Leon, uh, campaign, A, and then I started on the the Claire B campaign. Um, so I'm gonna keep going oh, through oh. that and see where that goes. Um, yeah, not too much. I was messing around with an indie game today that I had heard some good things about. It's called Kind Words. Um, hmm. There was a subtitle. I just don't remember what it was. Yeah, I think it was Kind Words Lo-Fi Beats to Write or to Write to. Kind of riffing oh. on the like. The, the the culture that of lo-fi hip-hop channel. beats um which it, it does have that sort of music but um it's really it's packaged like a game but it's it's really not i i, I don't i have trouble calling it like a video game it's more of like a, a, a an interesting like social experience um you hmm. i find it very, very interesting it's kind of like you you write um anonymous letters and then people can respond to them anonymously and it has some like gamification to keep you going like you can put up little like stickers and stuff in your room but really it's just about like interacting with random people on the internet um and i know like in a lot of cases that seems like it'd be a recipe for disaster but um Mm -hmm. this particular game the way that uh it is presented it's it's meant to just look very very cute and very chill, um, and there are like some some guidance things in it that'll tell you like, um, I I think when you go to respond to letters for the first time, like there's this male deer, he's the one who brings you the mail, and he'll be like, yeah, I think he he introduces it with by saying something like, remember you can't solve everyone's problems, just like sometimes the best thing you can do for someone is to like just let them know you understand or whatever. And so it's just, it's just a, an experiment of just interacting with random people and kind of encouraging one another. I responded to several messages today that ranged from like relationship problems to like grappling with like queer identity while serving in the military, um, like healthcare and financial issues. So like, it's just a strange experience. Uh, very chill experience too um it is launching on steam next month um i'm playing it through the uh like humble trove thing because that's the only place it is right now but um Mm -hmm. have it on my steam wish list so that when it comes out on steam i will uh get it there i'm not sure what the price is um and i also hope that like when it launches on steam the community doesn't get fucked up or something but yeah it's very interesting i'm enjoying it i'm we'll dive back into it and uh 
and respond to some more letters. I it wasn't cool. I wasn't super comfortable sending a letter. I did send one letter. Um, so when next time I log back on, I'll see if anyone has responded to it. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah, well, hold on. What's Crusader Kings Chris- three? <laughs> Question. Yes, I've put an item on this list that we can talk about. What, what what are you talking about? What does that mean? I was looking at the Humble Store today, and the Humble Store has something I think is very interesting. The Crusader Kings 2 bundle. Mm-hmm. It is Crusader Kings 2 and every DLC for Crusader Kings 2 for $15. That's including oh, yeah. the latest expansion, Holy Fury. Um, I think typically something like this would signify that like Crusadicans 2 has come to the end of its development cycle. Mm-hmm. Like they've gotten a, like the, the money that they wanted out of it. Right. Cause they've been developing this since what? 2012. Yeah. And they kind of announced Holy Fury as like the, the big final expansion. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the fact that it's now all packaged at uh, $15 is pretty indicative that like they're like at paradox they must be done with this game now i would think Mm -hmm. um one thing i've noticed just as someone who like buys games and looks for sales and stuff is that not always but oftentimes when there is like a like a really great deal for the first time or like just a, a deal that seems like it came out of nowhere and it doesn't really make much sense. And if there's nothing going on in the news with like that company or that particular franchise or whatever, usually something happens soon after. And the few Ooh. couple times I've seen this happen was with Alan Wake before it got delisted from Steam and all digital retailers. Uh, there mm-hmm. was like a big sale on a lot of major stores and, uh, Humble was selling the Lego Hobbit games uh, for, like, dirt cheap. Uh, Hobbit and Lord of the Rings games. And, like, within a month of that... And it just seemed like a very arbitrary thing to sell, right? Or yeah. to, to put on that sort of, like, discount. And, um, like, within a month after that sale, the, those games were removed from digital platforms due to a licensing issue, and they have yet to return. Um, so... Like, I I feel like it's pretty evident that, like, a lot of these digital storefronts have, like, background knowledge and insider knowledge before it gets released to the public. And Paradox Con, uh, I believe is what it's called, is is coming up later at the end of this year. They said that they're announcing yeah. a, another big strategy game. I, I'm gonna... I, my money is on that they're about to announce Crusader Kings 3. That would make um, sense. That's a hotly anticipated this thing. Yeah, and like the fact that they put Crusader Kings two and all of its DLC out here for just fifteen dollars, where I think like uh, non sale price is like two hundred something for all of this stuff. <laughs> yeah, um, I I think it's indicative that it, it's like something's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like I would not at all be surprised if Crusader Kings three was announced very soon, and I like I'd be curious to see what that game is. I mean, I love Crusader Kings two, so um, I know some people. Are interested in maybe that Paradox might announce Victoria Three, right? Um, I'm not sure if they'll do that because I I think I feel like Crusader Kings is just they they also like, straight up said they won't do that. They said it, the, the game is not Victoria Three. 
Yeah, but you know, maybe maybe it they're just misdirection. Maybe it's just very bad misdirection. Maybe. But yeah, I don't know. I I feel like yeah, it'll probably be Crusader Kings because that's like one of their big games that like I think lots of people really like. Whereas Victoria is just you know it's it's a neat game, but it's not exactly the biggest. It's not like the hottest thing. Yeah, and I'm very curious what Crusader Kings Three would look like. Yeah, like the last big strategy game like generation jump that I went through was Civ Five to Civ Six. Um that I can remember anyway. Like, and mm-hmm. to me that kind of felt like Civ five with its expansions they took and they just kind of like ported it to a new engine. And that was Civ six. And mm-hmm. then Civ six of course went on to make some more changes with its DLC, but like just the base game, it just kind of felt like the previous game and its expansions like moved to like a new look, some like engine refinements and stuff like that. Like I'm down for Crusader Kings two with a like fancy new engine um like graphics in that game i don't that that's not really a a, a point um, yeah I, i'm i'm and then all like about multiplayer mechanics. sync would be great multiplayer sync fixes <laughs> would be fantastic to have yeah i'm very excited i like i'm assuming that whole dna system that they created for imperator i mean mm-hmm. that that's totally being prototyped in that also for like crusader kings yeah where yeah. it's like Parents will send traits down to their children. Like, yeah, I get that it's Imperator, that it's in Imperator, but like, that's like made for Crusader Kings 3. Yeah, before Imperator was like released, I guess kind of in the back of my mind, I was thinking like maybe like this is the next big Crusader Kings, but like Mm -hmm. now that I've gotten my hands on the game and seen how it plays and stuff, it's like this is not at all. No, yeah. What I thought it was going to be is pretty kind of still at this point like kind of a big disappointment it's just waiting a to see what unorganized they do with that. mess yeah um yeah i don't know i don't know what would happen to imperator rome if they went ahead with crusader kings 3 i don't know i feel like i'd be pissed if they don't continue to support imperator but at the same time the game right now is like i i would i i would sooner play victoria 2 or like an older paradox game than imperator right now mm-hmm or Imperator, but uh, yeah, I, I think just... there's I think there's mixed opinions on how to say that. Yeah. Well, hell yeah, I uh, I'll be looking forward to Crusader Kings three, and if it's not announced, I will hold you personally responsible. Absolutely, I'll be burnt at the stake like Joan of Arc. Classic, getting that Crusader role, you know, throwback to those medieval times. Hell yeah! Speaking of medieval times, did you see the new? Uh, gameplay reveal for Mount and Blade Bannerlord, the ever elusive. Yes, the ever elusive Mount and Blade. Uh, yeah, I saw that twenty minutes of multiplayer skirmish gameplay. Um, I thought it looked, you know, really cool. I cannot wait to get my hands on a beta or something. It uh, graphically, it already looks horribly dated, but I'm okay with that because. The original Mountain Blade looked horribly dated when it came out, so, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> I just think it's funny that, you know, only just now we're getting like 20 minutes of uncut beta multiplayer footage. It's like, okay, can we please like, can we get a release date? Yeah. Can we just get like a year? Like, because we, we don't even have that, so I'm, I, I don't even know if this game's coming out next year. 
I feel like it has to come out next year, but I've said that for the past three years or four years. So, yeah, I just I want to see more about the like single player though. Yeah, um, like that's like the that's, skirmishes really are, are, are cool, but well, like the reason I really loved Mountain Blade uh, Warband was for its like very very sandboxy RPG campaign. Yeah, and I'm. I'm, yeah, I'm excited to read like to just hear more about the campaign because it's been a while since we've seen any like real substantial campaign gameplay. Um, around the same time that multiplayer footage was shown, um, uh, some high level employee at Tail Worlds has left the company to go do some other stuff, but that's like whatever. Um, and Tail Worlds announced that they are teaming up with the company NetEase. Oh. Uh, the big Chinese company, and uh, people have been making many jokes in the uh, Mountain Blade Reddit about Bannerlord Mobile Game because NetEase is the company that created um, Diablo Immortal. Mm, okay. And uh, I mean, the the Tale Worlds news post even says that this only is for like the Chinese region, but you know, people will still make memes about it and stuff. Oh, they're just like localizing it. Yeah, I'm assuming that they'll be doing a lot of like. They'll be doing the local the localizing and maybe servers for that game in China. So it's like, okay, that's cool. Waiting for my invite to the beta. I probably won't get it because it's for people who are active on the forums. And uh, I just do a lot of lurking. I don't really post much. So, but maybe uh, if you quickly make like six posts. <laughs> yeah, if I just spam the sub, uh, if I just spam the forums. Yeah. I can't wait. Hell yeah. Well, even if I don't get into the beta, I will be getting into the release because I will absolutely pre-order that game. Do you have any like prediction for like a, a time frame when this might be released? Dude, I don't know. <laughs> I've been saying like I believed it was gonna come out in 2017. That's why I upgraded my PC. Mm -hmm. Um it didn't. Then I thought, okay. 2018. It didn't. Okay. 2019. It isn't. So I feel like 2020 is about as, like, late as they could reasonably go. If they're already doing beta now, having people from the forums come play, I feel like 2020 is a solid, like, sometime in 2020. That's that's my guess. Please. Please, Tail Worlds. Um, throwing back to Sekiro. Um, only played a few hours of it so far, but... Uh, it's very quick. It very quickly becomes evident that it's very different from like Dark Souls, and I can't say anything about Bloodborne because I've never played it. But um, the story is like, like in Dark Souls, the story is just kind of like hinted at, and like you have to read all these items for the lore. In Sekiro, there's a lot of like item descriptions that you can read, but also there's like cutscenes. There's moments where you're sneaking around and you can like eavesdrop on conversations that like people are having to learn more about the world there's cutscenes and stuff it's just more it's a very different type of presentation for the story but does it feel like a souls game uh, kind of it still has that gameplay loop of like going to shrines and like that though uh -huh. that's like the bonfire um and dying um you lose half of your stuff but you can't get it back because they've now replaced that with the whole if you die, you can resurrect once mechanic until you mm. go to a shrine again. It it does feel kind of like a Souls game, but I, there's just so many gameplay like differences. Like the combat feels really different to me at least. Um 
in Dark Souls, you know, you could specialize in like, oh, I want to use a spear. I'll use a short sword. I'll do some gank play and just do, be a dude with like throwing knives or something. I could use a two-handed Zweihander and heavy armor. In Sekiro, you've really just got your katana and like these modif these augmentations to like a mechanical arm. So are there different weapons classes? There, uh, there's only a katana, and for the arm you can get stuff like an axe, or like, maybe a gun, or like, throwing shurikens. Oh, uh, okay. But, uh, on the whole it's, it's mainly about the sword. The way the combat plays out is also a little different, like, in Dark Souls it's all about, like, hit bad boy, and reduce their health. <laughs> and, like, you can parry, you can block, you can roll, all of that. In Sekiro, you can, like, block, um, but it's mainly parrying, because you and the enemy both have health bars, but you also both have, like, I, I forgot what it's called, it's like your your stance, your yeah, stability. Yeah, I know what you're talking about, I've forgotten yeah. what, what and it's, it's all about, like... Is it posture? Yes, it's, I, I believe it's posture, okay. or something like that, and it's like, that sound, yeah, that sounds right, it's like, you're doing your attacks, and you're not doing damage to the health directly because usually enemies will block but what you want to do is like get better at parrying so you right at the right moment you can parry and throw them off balance and then get like a like a death blow in where you grab them and ram your sword through their face or something mm -hmm. so sword fights kind of there's a like there's like a lot of parrying and stuff it's no longer you can just like run in and block a bunch of attacks and then hit the guy because now if you just block a bunch of attacks your posture will uh, reach a point where it just breaks because you're, you're so off balance or something and then they'll get their free like death blow in so you have to be very careful it's the game feels very agile like very agile hmm. um, you can use a grappling hook to latch onto branches and things on buildings to like pull yourself around and fling yourself through the air um, we need more games with grappling hooks we do grappling hooks are really fun um, but yeah not a lot of games use them um, uh, the thing I really like about Sekiro, I, I mentioned it when I brought up the game earlier, is like, there's like a lot of stealth elements. Uh -huh. Like in Dark Souls, if an enemy sees you, they just, they go to attack, and then if you get far enough from like their spawn point, they'll like slowly back up. In this game, there's like, um, like in every stealth game, you know, you've got that meter of like, a guard doesn't notice you, a guard thinks he sees you, and then a guard does see you. So you've got that there. You've got things like you can hang from ledges and shimmy along walls. You can crouch and sneak around. You can hide in the grass. And it's like, oh, cool. I really like these kind of like, I really like stealth games. So it's really cool to play like a game with this kind of combat and these stealth elements. So is it kind of like the the stealth mechanic almost every game has where it's like you push a button and you go into stealth mode? Um... Kind of. I think it's more refined here than, like, when some games put it in, it's just, like, the bare minimum. Oh, that's good. Um, Yeah, because there's, like, places where you can, like, shimmy along walls or, like, climb over a wall and, like, shimmy on the cliff to get around some guards and stuff and hide in the grass and grab a guy and pull him around. Or, like, yeah, lean against a wall and, like, peek around the corner, and if a guy comes by, you can grab him and pull him around the corner. And it's like, okay, there's, like, there's some stuff here that's, you know very cool and it, it works out pretty well from what i've played so far the grappling hook only works on like contact sensitive places but there are a ton of them everywhere so that works out pretty well 
But um, yeah, I've uh, been having a hoot playing this game. It is really hard, at least for me. Um, I'm having to get used to like doing a lot of parrying, which I could kind of do in Dark Souls 1, but this game feels like that's super, that's like, that's the thing. So I need to like get a lot more practice in because it's the combat for me at least is hard as hell. Which is interesting because I think the stealth gameplay ties into that because you can go into an area and take out some of the lower tier enemies secretly before you like engage in a battle with maybe a tougher enemy because that way you don't have to deal with as many bad guys. Mm-hmm. But, but then you get the issue of then if you die and respawn at a shrine, then you have to kill all those enemies again in another arduous stealth like sneak about sequence. But I don't know. I, I, I like that in games. I like stealth. So I'm okay with that. Um, yeah, I'm really liking the the gameplay. Uh, I like the look of the game. I like the setting. I'm liking the the story that it's got. Um, as vague as some of it is. What is your like dream stealth game or like mm. best like like I just have a lot of fundamental issues with the way that like quote unquote stealth games work. Mm-hmm. Like one of them is just kind of like the trigger to sneak mode. I think yeah. is just like like most video game mechanics are are goofy and abstract. This one in particular, I think, like stretches it like 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 my imagination just a little too I, much. I think. Uh, so you're asking like what would be my ideal like stealth like kind of game gameplay like. Yeah, like like stealth system, yeah, I guess. Okay. Um. But you could also talk about like setting and characters and stuff the Dishonored games come close um i really love those games um but they've also got that thing of just like well i say the Dishonored games are pretty close i think those are the currently those are like the stealth games i really like that are like new releases a stealth system that i i think is almost second to none is the original thief mm-hmm. which is like from the 90s um that game I feel like partway through that game, like a couple levels in, I, the developers must have like been unsure if people would like to play a stealth game, so they start throwing shitty levels where you fight zombies and shit. It, it, the stuff just doesn't work, and the game sucks oh, at wow. that point. Okay. But when they do focus on like like the early mission, you have to break into a manor and like steal some loot because you're a thief. Um, there's no indicators for whether or not people can see you because. I mean, th- there is an indicator. There's like a light gem that tells you how dark, how like if you're in shadows or not. That was another thing I was gonna say. But that I, that I, I dislike. But I I like that because in this first person video game, I can't very well look around or look at my body and get a good sense at whether or not I'm hidden. Fair, yeah. So I like that. What I really like is that it doesn't have that indicator above dudes' heads where it's like, hmm, I think I see you. Oh, yeah. oh, hmm, I, I I see you. Instead, it's just they'll say something. Yeah, I think that's like the laziest version of stealth, and you see that like get. It seems like get tossed onto games at the last minute, like goes yeah. through kind of wild lands. Yeah, and they're like, like, see, mm, you can be stealthy, and it's like you're uh. being seen, but you have a few seconds to get to cover before he actually considers it as seeing you. Yeah, and what I liked about Thief is like, oh, in other games you'll get like. Oh, you're being seen, like in Ghost Recon, and then it sh- shows you an indicator on your HUD about like where this person is. But yeah, but that's the thing is like it, it introduces the concept of you're being seen and that makes yeah. no logical sense to me. And like what I like you're about... either seen or you're not, right? Yeah. And like and I understand like some unsureness about whether or not they're seeing you. 
but I feel like that should just be like, you know, part of you haven't been seen because they're just mm-hmm. not sure yet. Um, what I like about Thief is there's no indicator for whether or not a person has seen you. You have to hope to God that they don't because you're in the shadows. And if somebody does see you, you don't get an indicator on your HUD saying, oh, no, a guy behind you is almost about to see you, which doesn't make any sense, because how would mm-hmm. you know? In Thief, it's just like you're just sneaking around and then suddenly a dude behind you fucking yells like, oh, what's this then? And you shit your pants and you're like, oh, fuck. Um, what I liked about Thief was also like it had like 3D audio. So I'd be sneaking around like a room and I could hear a guard down a hallway kind of. And it's like, OK. I know where an enemy is. I don't need to tag and mark him and then have like a little icon through walls. Mm-hmm. I just need to keep in mind, like this guy's on patrol. I need to be careful about what he's doing. And I need to remember, remember that. I, I think what I really like about thief's stealth is just like, it treats you like you're actually a thief. You're sneaking around. You don't get an indicator whether or not like somebody will see you. Like you need to be on top of things. You can't run across a tile floor because that makes sound. And people will, of course, if they're a guard, they're, of course, going to go check out the sound of somebody hurriedly stamping across a tile floor. Right. Um, And I really like that. Like, you can sneak about on, like, rugs. You need to be very careful. Um, Hiding in the shadows isn't a guaranteed way to, like, be hidden. It really helps. But, like, if a guard is, like, right up next to you in the shadows, there's there's an okay chance that they'll see you. But, like, there's no greater feeling than hiding in the shadows with a guard looking and trying to appear into the shadows, and he can't see you, so he goes and, like, resumes his patrol route, but now he's on alert. I genuinely think Thief has done at least first-person stealth better than any game since. Like, it really treats the player with respect. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't pat you on the back and say, look out behind you, that guy two rooms away kind of sees you. You need to get to cover. Like... If you're out in the open and a guard turns the corner, you're fucked. Like, the guy wouldn't turn a corner and look at you and go, hold on a minute. That figure looks like a human. Hold on a minute. Aha, I've caught you now. It's like, yeah, it doesn't do that. If a, tur- if a guard turns the corner and you're in the middle of an, a lit room stealing things, he's immediately going to go, hey, uh, guards, hold on, what's going on here? And it's like, okay, this is great. It's really stressful. Um, every sound, every footstep is just like, oh, shit. Don't tell me there's a guard I didn't account for. I guess if you want to play one of those old Thief games, play Thief um, 2. Because Thief 1, like I said, has some weird levels where it becomes like a, a shitty action game. And then you can skip out the newer Thief games. Right. Because those... I don't know. Those games just like... Every complaint we've had, those games like fully embrace the newer Thief games. Oh. Which is weird because they had the... They had the formula down extremely well in, like, Thief 1 and Thief 2. Like, it works great. And there's all, a whole bunch of tools at your disposal, like moss arrows to, like... Because you're in this, like, semi-steampunk-ish Victorian, uh, like... Victorian medieval fantasy world, kind of. And you've got, like, these magical arrows. Like, a water arrow, you can shoot out a light. Mm-hmm. Um, moss arrows, you can shoot them at the ground and, like, create some moss that you can tiptoe on. It's all this cool stuff and like arrows that um, shoot ropes so you can fire a rope into like a wooden surface and climb up the rope. Then the newest thief has a lot of these, but a lot of them are regulated to like context sensitive things, which just is so boring because if it's context sensitive, I'm not really the one doing it. 
I didn't yeah, think of this closer to the Call of Duty problem. Yeah, and then it's like I didn't think of using this route to get into the house. The game straight up showed me. Or like you're sneaking around a manor and then a guy kind of sees you and it's like this doesn't make any sense. What does it mean he kind of sees me knock a dude out? What what did what does he think he sees? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, the the new Thief game just sucks, but yeah, I think Thief 2 is my ideal stealth system. I wish more games would would take that and use it. Like I wish we could get like a really good first person stealth game like the original Thiefs. Yeah. That's yeah. That that's yeah. sort of like I like I just I really want like a like a very hardcore like like not at all giving you any leeway sort of stealth game cuz like stealth in in real life is very difficult. Yeah. Like like if you remember like like being a kid and trying to like sneak around your house like that shit's tough yeah your floors creak and shit can't go down the stairs yeah can't open a door it's like yeah and i I know like i i think i i understand the implementation of like like a i don't know what to call it just like a like a secondary sort of like you've got an action game but you've got like some very very minor and very basic like stealth elements Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't really like that, but I, yeah. like I understand the implementation because like it's not a stealth g- like game. Uh, and then that begs the question: Why is it even in there? Yeah, like I don't know. It's just it's become kind of a trope. I feel like, especially in like first person shooters, to have like oh, there's a stealth mission, and it just you get a whole different sense of energy from yeah. that. But I think like. It, that that's not really anything like a stealth game. It's just kind of like, like a like a switch up in in the energy of a shooter uh, when it goes to like a more like like quiet sort of mission. I, I think it's mostly there as a juxtaposition between like we just shot up a room full of people and now like we're on a mission where we have to actually be quiet. Like it requires yeah. a different like like mindset and like approach. But then like like there's a lot of games that are like stealth games and they are shitty at stealth um (laughs) one thing i hate in like third person like i love the splinter cell games but um yeah and i really like like chaos theory and like the original one thing in like conviction and blacklist that i see in a lot of third person like stealth games that i just don't i don't understand it is the whole silhouette thing you know what i mean where it's like the enemies last saw you here and it's like Oh. Shouldn't shouldn't I infer that, that from where they're shooting? That is another thing I fucking hate. Like, yeah. Sh- if you remove the silhouette and I sneak away and I see the enemies going there and shooting there, I, I I would assume automatically they think I'm still there and I am now hidden. But these games have to show like a silhouette to like tell you they think you're here. I feel like that's something that should be on the back end. Yeah, it I, it sh- totally should be. Like, just remove the whole graphic for the silhouette and the gameplay is the same mm-hmm. it's just like i don't need why do we have this which and it's funny because stealth games now or like the splinter cell games like conviction and blacklist they've got lots of dialogue for the npcs to like where they talk amongst themselves and that's fantastic like that's a great thing like wouldn't it be great if i can sneak about and listen to what they're saying to infer about the situation and how like wet if they know i'm there rather than a system telling me, uh-oh, they think you're here, but actually, you're over here. It's like, I, yes, I know. I can tell. Please, let me sneak about. Yeah. 
I, I was gonna say I think a lot of the Splinter Cell games do a really good job of stealth or like mm-hmm. set, at least set like a, a very good foundation for a stealth system. I really like that um, those are games, at least the early entries, those are games that require you to uh, be very careful with your analog sticks. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I remember the original Splinter Cell on GameCube, like you had to just like creep your stick forward so that you would move slowly and not generate sound. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were like different levels of, of, of movement that corresponded to how far you were pu- pushing the trigger. Uh, that's something Breath of the Wild does as well. Uh, and oh, Breath of the cool. Wild and Splinter Cell both have these like sound indicators. So like mm-hmm. the faster you're moving, you'll see like the waveform get bigger. Um, and that's the thing that I'm down with. Like that's one visual stealth indicator that I really, that like, I think that's fine. Um, yeah, and, I like, think that, that that's good. And like the light meter, even in Splinter Cell, I think is is perfectly fine because like, yeah, the way that video games are so broad, like sometimes the lighting is 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 not as perfect as you want it to be, and it can be dif- difficult to tell. Like, mm, am I actually hidden here? Yeah, like for cell systems, yeah, like getting an indicator to show me how how in the light I am, and an indicator to show like how much sound I'm making. Yeah. Um, those two, I, I I like, like, the Thief games I don't think have a sound indicator, but they do have the light one. But, like, if I'm going to have any assistance from the game on, like, my situation, that's the two things I would like. I don't need a silhouette. Yeah, and the other thing I, I, I just absolutely hate is, like, minimap shows you where the enemies are, and in the most egregious ones, shows you a cone of vision. Yeah! That just, I th- feel like, defeats the purpose of a stealth game yeah like like i had mentioned with thief earlier it's like a lot of games you can like tag an enemy and see them through walls and it's like what fucking how sense does, does that make yeah what sense does that make if i'm like sneaking about and focusing on another thing shouldn't it be on me to remember where this other dude is instead i can like tag him and i can see the dude walk, yeah, there walk are around. ways that you can make that mechanically satisfying and logical like have a have a gadget shoot like a tracking bug at a dude but make sure you're at like you have to make sure that you're at like the correct you've got to be at an okay distance you can't do it point blank or he's gonna feel it you gotta account for like the trajectory of this small object that you're shooting Mm -hmm. maybe it has like an arc maybe you can screw up and miss or maybe it can hit a wall and make a noise or something like there's I think there's ways you can implement something like that where then you have a system where you can track a guy maybe he's like the target right in like a hitman style scenario or something and yeah. you want to be able to track him through the level i think there's ways you can implement that sort of feature without having it be like the ghost recon wildlands shitty style of like <laughs> i've just used my binoculars and i put a dot on this guy now we can see him wherever he goes the, through the future is now. magic i guess it's interesting you bring up hitman because i love um all the hitman games except absolution like for like they're not they're not really stealth games i mean yeah they're more like logic puzzles they're like yeah they're like logic puzzles like you need to figure out how to do things but there's still elements of like being caught and all this stuff that those games do really really well so yeah it's more like it's kind of like a stealth game in a way but yeah it's like a puzzle game and i really like how the hitman games the newer ones if you play on like the harder difficulties also don't do that like annoying like 
here's your silhouette thing, a bunch of this pandering stuff. It's like, if you're wearing a, a costume and people are unsure about you, they'll be like, hang on a minute. I don't know you, but that game still has a bunch of uh, like HUD elements and things and like mm-hmm. stuff. But then again, yeah, like you said, it is like it's a puzzle game, so it, it's going for a different thing. But I, something about the freeform openness of that that I really like. Like I, I really like if a game can just give me a huge setting, like a huge mansion or something, or a huge event or something, and tell me like, all right, here is what you need to do. <sighs> hey man, it's up to you to figure it out. Like just give me a sandbox setting to be a, a sneaky boy in. I, I think, like, my dream stealth system would have, like, I, I think Splinter Cell has very satisfying equipment and gadgets that you can use oh, yeah. in your creative ways. I, I, I don't know any other game that gives me that feeling of, like, I put a sticky camera on the wall so that, like, I could see who was over here before I went over here. And I think... Like I, like my dream stealthy game would like really heavily expand on that sort of thing. Like mm-hmm. I, I would rather there not be like overpowered, nonsensical like HUD type stuff without any centralized explanation. Like I, I feel like I want to be like a Sam Fisher or like a James Bond type character. I have access to gadgets but i've had to bring them with me right mm-hmm. to whatever part of the world i've gone to i shouldn't have like a satellite that is <laughs> like on the the compound i'm trying to infiltrate where i can just like see everyone's dot and stuff like i i, I feel like like give me the tools to creatively solve problems for myself like if i need to see where enemies are in a room make me do that for myself like make me yeah. shoot a make camera have, onto yeah, make me peek onto around a thing. corner like make me set up like a like give me something to do where like i need to work with timing like i need to take like 10 seconds to set up like a like a like like a heat detection system or something so i can see through this wall but i need to do it quickly so that like someone doesn't come around the corner while i'm setting mm-hmm. up this thing that has like a proximity that it needs to be from the wall or something like that. Like, give me unique challenges like that. The sort of challenges that, like, you see, like, throughout every 10 minutes of a Mission Impossible movie. Mm-hmm. Like, those sort of things I feel like we don't usually get to do in stealth games. And, like, just that sort of, like, giving the player agency to solve their own stuff, I, I think is what I would really uh, appreciate. Like, on top of all of the other, like, fundamental things we, we, we've talked about Um yeah, like I just I just like the idea of getting dropped into a big sandbox with tools and being told to go do something. It's like, okay, I I guess, you know, I can either do this, I can do that. This yeah, like might Dishonored, happen. I think, is is like a great starting point for that. Yeah, I feel like I'd like them to build off of that more. I think the big thing with Dishonored is it's got stealth gameplay, but it's also got a lot of action elements. Um, where it, So like I always play the Dishonored games as like pacifist and just sneaking around without being seen. So... It's not as fleshed out as I would like it to be, but that's also because there's a whole other half of the gameplay I'm not interacting with. Yeah. Like, the the combat. And then I was just thinking, like, I think, like, one really big disconnect between, like, using an analog stick and using a computer keyboard is, mm-hmm. like, that sort of attention to speed. Uh, like, I, like, I feel like if there's, just across games in general, if there's one big thing that, like contrast the gameplay between pc and a a console is like you do not have 
unless you, you're using a USB controller, yeah. you don't have the um like games for PC have to be built for mouse and keyboard. Um, I, there maybe there's uh, like a few niche examples, but you can't really make a PC game that requires you to use a controller. And I I think I remember playing PC copy of Splinter Cell Pandora tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And it was, uh, it, it implemented the speed feature by, like, of course, you still, you hold W to move. Um, yeah. But you use your mouse wheel to set a speed. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, an interesting workaround. But to me, that's not at all as satisfying as, like, the, like, mechanical dexterity of using my thumb to just gently nudge an analog stick. Yeah, I, think I feel the, like there's like a real world correlation in there between what yeah. you're doing and what your character in the game is like, doing. Because like with with a controller, you know, if you want to sneak forward or something happens, you can you've got your thumb right there and you can just sneak forward or maybe like you need to start going fast. You can go fast or you stop and then you can sneak forward again by playing like I think Chaos Theory on PC also has the whole mouse wheel thing. Mm-hmm. So let's say you, you've been sneaking around and then you stop and then an enemy sees you or is about to see you and you want to run on a thumbstick. You can just push all the way in one direction. It's instant on PC. I have to go <gasps> scroll my fucking mouse wheel and then yeah. go. It's like there's a there's that there's that one step there that keeps it from being like an instant reaction. Like yeah, I'm thinking about I, I'm thinking about a mechanic, not the fact that, oh, shit, I need to move. Yeah. And if I need to like if I need to go on the slowest speed through a room like you just set it to slow and hold W. Yeah. Whereas like if you've, if you're having to use an analog stick, like there is that like human level of mistake you can make where like, Oh, I moved my thumb a little bit. Like I used a little bit too much pressure and my guy went a little faster and made a noise. And now someone's going to come look for me. Or like, yeah, you're sneaking around and maybe you're, you might get caught and you're just sneaking and you're, you're, you're just in a cold sweat and your thumb is just barely <laughs> holding onto the, the stick. On PC, it's like, hey, the W key isn't going anywhere. <laughs> it, yeah. It can go up or it can go down. That's it. So, Original Assassin's Creed, I think, is a very weird example um, of utilizing speed in a stealth game. I don't think it works. Um, it's a game that I find very frustrating. It's like... Assassin's Creed as a whole I have like a very tumultuous relationship with but that like that first game in particular I have a very strong distaste for Mm -hmm. um one of the main reasons is that when you are just kind of like walking through a town like to get to your next objective or whatever the the game asks you to like move at a walking pace to blend in with civilians and mm-hmm. if you think about like Ubisoft built maps, they're fucking huge. Yeah. Um, you can like, you can run, of course, but if you're like in proximity of the guards or whatever, and you're just like running like you normally would in like literally any other game, they'll like pull out their swords. If you attract too much attention, like they, they'll come after you. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's not a fun version of the like speed stealth requirement mechanic. It's like a, it's a complete hindrance and they drop it after that game. And like, it's not hard to, 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 to understand why, like it's, it's incredibly like poorly thought out and implemented. I do not understand what they were going for there. Mm-hmm. Cause like, I, I like, I, I'm curious. I wonder if like, uh, if there are people out there who like really dislike stealth games, I wonder if it's because they 
are not a fan of exercising patience and like dealing with controlling your speed um in order to like thoughtfully get through areas without attracting attention yeah and i guess it's like if that's the case then why don't these people play something else right but yeah it's like there are some games where it's like it's all about like the patience and like the good stealth games are like it's all about that like just a lot of waiting figuring out patterns getting used to things coming up with a plan executing it you got to be very careful you can't you can't just speed through things unless you're like a master at the game and you know exactly what you're doing like with the hitman games being puzzles like you can't you can go through that game just killing everybody you can you can finish levels just killing everybody but you're not going to get a very good rating and i think that's like that's no fun I, I personally have more fun dressing up as a janitor and being very furious that I can't get a guy to go use the bathroom so I can, like, slam his head into a toilet. Like, so you just spend, like, so much time trying to think of what you need to do, how to approach a situation, and, and thinking about how mechanics play into one another. Like, if I get this guard's attention, can I get him over here? Does that give me enough time to go do this other thing? Can I get rid of this guy without other people seeing? There's a whole lot there in stealth games to work with if like if you just have some patience and just think through scenarios and if the game is like well developed hell yeah so please give us a please please give us a stealth game based on everything that we just talked about that's right folks you heard it here yeah i will yeah yeah. i I need to play Sekiro, and then like i don't know i (laughs) I would love to play a, a good stealth game again maybe maybe one of these days splinter cell will come back yeah Oh, uh, haven't you heard? It's gonna be he's, you can get Sam Fisher in the mobile mobile game. Oh no! Does it have films of vision? Oh, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised. I don't think it has anything. I think you just get a character that's Sam Fisher. Oh, okay, okay, very cool. Okay, everybody. Is that out? This is the I don't know. <laughs> Ubisoft mobile game. Oh, Elite Squad. It's not even a stealth game. Oh, it's not Splinter Cell. No, but you can get Sam Fisher. Oh, can be this must be one of those like, like card based games, right? Kind of like Star Wars. What is it called? Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. Yeah, I'm not sure the gameplay. Yeah, it looks like that's probably what it is. Oh God. It's oh like yes, yeah, so you can get the character Sam own. Fisher. Uh, Ubisoft uh, has their own like uh, Fallout Shelter. Also, it's called as like Assassin's Creed Rebellion or something. Oh. I played it for a little bit, and it was like, all right, this doesn't really add any value to my life. <laughs> it's just like you have like little like Funko Pop-looking assassins, and um, you just so you set up their base, and you just like maintain their base, and you send them on little missions, and you tap to go to each room, just like in Fallout Shelter when you're exploring vaults. Mm-hmm. And just go in, and it does dice rolls to do like it's just not at all in- interesting. It's just like if you've played Fallout Shelter, then you know how this game works. So I guess it's just a matter of what flavor of Fallout Shelter you want to play. Do you want to play Fallout Shelter, or do you want to play one that looks like Assassin's Creed? You have many options. I will say though, I just remembered it doesn't exist anymore. Oh, but. Uh, Back when I back back when I played um, Assassin's Creed Four Black Flag, there was a tie-in app um, 
where you could just kind of like passively manage like fleet missions and stuff on the go so like when you went back to your game you would like load up your game and you would have like income generated from missions that uh, you were like main- managing on your phone while you're away i've always liked that system and i like i feel like it's kind of died out like mass effect 3 had one of those star wars battlefront the rebooted star wars battlefront had one of those um haven't seen any recently and I, I i don't know maybe it was just like a very niche thing that i enjoyed and most other people didn't i don't know did you ever no you i even, hated do that you even know I'm what glad I'm, it's oh gone. you hate that okay i hate that crap i i always just felt like it was just why, like why though like it's you don't have to do it i know i don't have to do it but i just but if you don't do it you're missing out on things which is fine i mean that's like how most things are you know if you don't do something you don't like get from it but i hated just interacting with it because it's like it just reminded me of like mobile games with like wait timers. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, why am I doing this? There's nothing really here. But I think to me, the difference between a, like a, just a regular mobile idle game and like a tie in companion app mm-hmm. sort of thing is like with the companion app, you're opening it and like you're s- sending like Shepard's fleet on, on a mission, right? You've spent like a, a few seconds of your time. And when you go back to your game, that manifests as a you like you get a result there. Whereas if you're just playing like a like an idle tap game like Farmville, everything's mm-hmm. contained to that one system, and you're not really actually accomplishing anything. I know you can argue that you're not accomplishing anything in the companion app either, <laughs> because then it's just contributing to another game, and that's its own system. But like to me, there was something more tangible. It like it just seemed like a more rewarding version of an idle game because mm-hmm. like I guess Mass Effect was like something that I had like a like a like a deep connection to and like cared for a lot and so like having something that I could like pull out of my pocket while I was like on the bus or at work or something and just like have that sort of like idle connection to it to me I just I don't know I always thought that was kind of like a like a neat use of 21st century technology and and a way to like keep you interested in an entertainment product when you're not actively engaged in it kind of like the same way we like discuss stuff we go on wikis and we talk about fan theories and stuff it just kind of felt like that sort of vein of connection to me i don't know for me i i I guess it's the just for me with the way i approach games for things it's like i'll Mm -hmm. i will sit down to play a game or if it's like on a 3DS or mobile or something, I will just play it there. And then when I'm done with the game, I don't like, I'm done playing it. I will, if I want to play or have anything to do with that game again, I will pick it up and play it. But if I'm out of the house and doing other stuff, I, I don't want to be playing games. Yeah. I don't know. For me, it's just like, I just, I don't know. I just, I, to me, it just strikes me as just like a very uninteresting system. Yeah. It's like, dang, no thank you guys. I wish someone would bring back idle tie-in games. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, this is like renewed an interest in these for me. I'm gonna have to go back through the internet and figure out, and like, I think most of them have been delisted, like, like across every property ever. Like Mass Effects is gone, Black Flags is gone, Battlefront 1s, I think is still there, probably, (laughs) I think, but not really any point. Hell yeah. Well, I guess we've talked through it. I just screwed up the margin on the document. 
we've talked through everything that we had to talk through here. Um, we've done it. One one thing I guess I'll mention for our listeners before we wrap this up is that uh, like people have it's it's summer so like we've had people in and out and and all that and then things i think are kind of starting to stabilize and i want to just have some like we're, we're gonna have some like discussion about what we want to do with the podcast moving forward like the way that we want to format it and what we want to talk about and stuff because like anything i think this podcast has like started as one thing and sort of evolved in many different ways over the many weeks that we've done this so um yeah just looking to kind of narrow our focus and our our vision i guess for hit point pals and so might see any number of changes coming in the future for um for for you if you're one of our like eight listeners i suppose we love you listeners hell yeah I would do so many things for you listeners. <laughs> but hell yeah. Um, hell yeah. It's a gr- it's a great week to be a gamer. I love being a game a capital G gamer. Thank you for joining us this week on Hit Point Pals. You can find all of our episodes on the web at hitpointpals.com and you can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com/hitpointpals. Drop us a review on Apple Podcasts, and if you're enjoying our weekly chats, give us a shout-out. Let your friends know. Hit Point Pals is a collaboration between me, William Suit, Rebecca Markley, Caleb Warwick, and Travis Lean, who also edits and mixes the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome to my Sekiro Let's Play. Carve your own clever path to vengeance and an all-new adventure from developer From Software, creators of Bloodborne and the Dark Souls series. Wow. Very cool. Very cool. There, I'm not sure why, but there are some giant roosters in the game. Uh-huh. That just, like, sit around and you can, like, backstab them. Do they attack you? Uh, Yes. I, I thought that they're. I assumed that they were supposed to be like an alarm thing. Oh, I'm not sure if that's something in like Japanese culture or just like, like it's it's like a, a little critter or some like mythical being or something. These giant roosters or some something, but like, uh, yeah, I was like, I don't know, <laughs> what's going on here. <laughs>